Welcome to Urbane Legends second mailbag episodes in this uh period into intra series perineum periods between series five hundred and hundred and one. Between hundred and hundred and one. I believe this is a bit of a, a staple that uh people people better podcasters than us do. So um yeah, so we're gonna do a second one of those. Uh, I am Chris Flynn and with me the other cheeky voice you heard was Mr. Neil Herbert. So um we've both pulled out um some some questions from the from the listeners. Um you know, be they be they all real or all fake or somewhere in between. Um who can say? Who can say? Who that can say do itself? It is an urban legend of itself. Um, some truth, some lie, some love, some loss, mm. some hate, some kindness, and some questions, Neil. There we go. Very, very poetical, Chris. <laughs> so, um, we yeah. had joy, we had pain, <laughs> we had seasons in the sun, or whatever. So, I don't um, think those are the lyrics, but never mind. Yes, no, there I is. I think so. So, um, no, in fact, they're definitely not. No, 100% not. No, Julie had fun with in the sun. I don't fun, know. yeah, fun rhymes with some, not pain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought no, it was all about kind of like, you know, good times and bad times. That's so I seem to recall. I can't remember. No. You know no, what? I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Neil. It doesn't matter. Because she's dying now, Chris. Or he she's... is. I'm not sure. <laughs> Both of them? Yeah. Don't know. It's mutual suicide pact. Well, this has been a strong start. Um, Maybe the who, who owns the crime by painting. Do you um, do you want to start with a? You want to start with one of the ones you've pulled up, and then I'll I'll go one, and we'll go one on one. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, okay, so this is one from Gunther in Berlin. Gunther in Berlin. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. Um, so hey guys, been listening for a while. Wonder if there's an urban legend that you actually believe in. Oh. I have something for this, but I don't know, Chris, whether... Um, so the most believable one which we've covered, I'd say, was the Beast of Bodmin Moor. Okay, it was just the, the, the cats that... Um, the big cats, yeah, the, big cats the, the, yeah. the, um, the mount, mountain lions, I think. The, yeah. There's rum, rumours or whatever that they were actually kind of released from a from a circus and there was two males and a female. and. The yeah, so so for animals like that, the that kind of area would be like really easy for them to get on pretty well in, and they're they're seen a lot, and there's lots of pictures of them. So I think that I I would say that's the most believable one that we've come across the Beast of Bodmin Moor. How about you, now? See, we haven't covered this, and we never will. But right. the one that I can't get over is I think Gary Lineker is in the same place. I always think that they swap round the colour of the packets of crisps, Walker's crisps. Um, oh, right, yeah. From blue to green, I think it's cheese and onion and salt and vinegar. Yeah. Um, and I always end up getting them confused and assuming that they change them around. Apparently it never happened. But those... it was Walker's... Well, I think we covered it as an example in when we were doing it. It wasn't Berenstein Bears, but I think, we... was it Man from Tarek, maybe? We, we went through the, right. the Mandela effect. Yeah. And it was one of the possible um, causes of the Man from Tarek. But... Um, yeah, so I, I yeah I can't I can't quite shake my belief that uh, even though I know 
that is um, that it's not true. I always, you know, I have a, I have a memory that they swapped around the, the um, color of packets of salt and vinegar and cheese onion crisps. Not a very interesting one. But... I thought they I thought they did as well. Um, no, I, I read up on it, and apparently now it's um, they said it, it well, all that color. It's just one of those things where everyone thinks. Well, it's the common, thing is, common urban well, myth. Everyone believes that. They what's it? The reason being that they have so salt and vinegar crisps across every other brand is a blue packet and in theirs it's a green packet right so that's probably yeah. where it comes from like they're just big difficult yeah. change it change it get it changed that's what change i'd say now, yeah. change it now you know if we can adjust to having marathon bars turned to snickers we can adjust to i'm still right. over that chris as you I clearly know, on the fact that you've mentioned it mm, absolutely not well it's a shit name Snickers. Snickers. Yeah. I remember there was Marathon, the good name for chocolate. I remember well, I've the had one in about twenty years. I remember that. Oh, I have them quite regularly. They're probably they my go-to. Yeah, because I like the peanuts. Well, yeah, no, exactly. I'm a, get a chocolate I'm a nut man. And peanuts. That's what you want. I'm into nuts. I really yeah. like nuts. I've been in a lot of nuts recently. Um, I'll tell you what I should do: limited edition salted caramel version. I'll tell you what. Um, what's what's this? Reader's name, what's it, Hans? It's Gunther. Gunther. Gunther yeah. in Berlin. So uh, because I shop at places... Give a second name, sadly. Yeah, oh, fair enough. Uh, you know, it doesn't want to get doxxed. No. Um, I'm sure there's, you know, I'm sure it's not an unusual name in uh, Berlin. It's funny, you know, funny how it turned out like that. Um, yeah, it's not a sort of thing that somebody in a drowsy Sunday morning would just make <laughs> up while he was making up the question. That's not a... Um, really fucking lost. Really bothered at that point. <laughs> Uh, there's um, there's a really nice bar called a Nopper Bar, which okay. is which is from Germany, which you can get in places like Aldi, and that's got kind of like nuts and like um, you know like that hazelnut paste which oh, they yeah. use a lot in Europe. Mm. It's like got that, but actual nuts in it and and some caramel and stuff. It's really nice. That's so nice. yeah, it's very very nice chocolate. Tell anyone I got disappointed. Like anyone who'd watched the Goonies when they were a kid. So when I was in uh, New York, I bought a Babe Ruth. All right, iconic name, you know, iconic chocolate bar, yeah. and it's fucking disgusting. It was just like really? a, a thin layer of sugar over what I can only sort of say is just like a block of sugar. I don't really know what it was. I mean, it's just so, a sugar bar. Just it's just what it says. I don't know what it is. Actually, I'm going to look this up now because I'm again. This is one of my my memory plan tricks. I mean, no, I just remember like I was like I don't know. I would have been about eighteen or nineteen at the time. Oh, um, mere boy. Yeah, but you know, just but one bite into it, it's like God, that's mercilessly sweet, and then just like one more nibble, and like no, that's going in the bin. Just couldn't even. And yeah, oh. it's not like Mars bars and stuff aren't like overly sweet themselves. Mm. Bayberry chocolate, but interesting um, thing behind the Bayberry chocolate. But I'm sure the guy who made it originally actually tried not to credit Bayberry. Yes, none of that's it. true. Yeah, sort of seed to make sure that he got his cut. No, it's a different Babe Ruth. He's a he's a postman. Yeah, exactly. That was, I think. There's a thing. He's like, oh no, it's Baby Ruth. Mm. It's a, yeah, my daughter. No, so peanuts, caramel, and milk chocolate flavored nougat. So that sounds like it should be nice, but I don't know. It just it tasted really sweet to me. Okay. Well, maybe maybe. Um, well, we've got different tastes, haven't we, when it comes to confectionery? Notoriously, uh, we make North America. Totally, um, there's a different method of making chocolate, yeah. which means that the American chocolate has. Um, some chemical that's in vomit yeah which is it's just it's around the way the milk is processed but it's what you used to basically Um, yeah yeah fair enough no not casting aspersions but no i was like well that sounds quite nice actually a nougat and peanuts and stuff but uh, hey now maybe um 
maybe you know you were just being a bit of a teenager about it. Yeah, Probably maybe. Cool. Hey, do you know what? Given with, the your, with your, with your, with your undercut. No, I did have a, a step at the time and a shell suit. Very good. That was in the 90s. Very good. Uh, yeah. Or possibly I had my green jeans and my hypercolour. T-shirt. T-shirt, show yeah. where you were sweating, which was mm. everywhere. Everywhere. Because everywhere. Mm. <laughs> it's made of a polyester blend. Yeah. Um, okay. So Still missing. I've got one here, Neil. Um, hi, guys. Hello. Um, I'm out here listening. Yeah. I'm out here listening to your tapes on my Sony Walkman in the woods, real deep, where man becomes beast and the high school days feel like a fever dream and you see and hear things, primal things, you know? So I'm in my lean-to and I'm thinking, why are they avoiding the squatches? Are they working with them? And I ain't never been with a Bigfoot. Billy has a big mouth and he's been drinking since the green moon was strong. So you working for the Sasquatches? And that's from Hank Dupont in Boardman, Washington State. So, okay. Neil, are we are we working with the Sasquatches? Well, just, um, just just a note there, Chris. I see I see I see that you. Sorry, I mean I see that the the the, the email you've selected. It's gone. You've gone the less of the concise ones. More. I've gone for the longer ones. Yeah. Jesus, give us half of his fucking life story. Well, that's. I mean, we don't have a lot to choose. From. Right. So, have we? Are we in league with? We've done. A, we've done a Sasquatch one before, haven't we? Well, we did, we did um, want to do, skunk cake. We did want to do, yeah, we've done a skunk cake. We did, what was that one that was there? Was that was it. So what, I, so what I would say is um, I've... Done a rougarou, that's kind of like a Sasquatch. There's nothing like it at all. I've been trying to, I'm avoiding doing Sasquatch and Bigfoot style things because there's a fucking lot of them. There's more Sasquatch stories than there is pebbles on the beach. You yeah. said a man once who had a very... Uh, or understanding of sea front uh, geology, um, but I was thinking that I might, we might do a mini series of just squat, so like Honey Island Swamp Monster Stump Squat, like maybe just do like a little mini series at some point outside of the normal Honey Island. No, okay, we've mentioned him right now on the podcast, but yeah, that was in the Ruger episode. Yeah, in the Ruger episode. Okay, that's where I'm getting. But there's like the thing is, there's loads of them. So um, yeah, they're all over the show. I mean, we may, maybe we'll do Bigfoot as a big, you know. Maybe that's episode 150 or something. I don't know. Yeah, thousands. Episode 1000. Um, I don't know if so, make so, that one. so, no, we're not We're not in the employ of the Sasquatches, but, uh, and we're aware we're, that... We would, we would happily would be. Happily be employed. But they're not very rich, so... Yeah, they, uh, you know, what... And, 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 do you know what? I'm like, and, peanuts. I mean, probably would, but... I'd work for peanuts. I, I won't... As I said to... My previous employer, I'm no longer willing to work for pine cones. So, yeah. you know, I don't want to get back into the whole pine cone economy. That's where you allegedly draw the line. Yeah, that's where I allegedly draw yeah. the line. Um, so, uh, King... Elder the trees, Chris. You're too good for that. <laughs> yeah, I am too good for it. Because you've got a freezer full of gold, as we established. Yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a very modern man. Um, so, yeah, no, we're, so I, I think that we'll probably do a series where we just kind of hit all the all the squatches at some well, point. Well, there you go. That, that makes sense because there are a lot of very over, you know, very related because otherwise, because otherwise, it would be every other week. <laughs> so. Yeah, and you can't. Yeah, and they're all kind of very similar. So you kind of want to do Bigfoot first and then do the spin-offs, mm, or leave that to last. Mm. Yeah, but then I feel like you've run out of material. I don't know. Anyway, well, we'll, yeah. we'll, fi- we'll figure that one out. We'll figure out. Right. Thank, thank you, Hank. Good point, uh, Neil. 
So, um, already run out of effort on the second one, Chris. So, it's not even a, I've just put Blake from Cora because I couldn't be bothered to look at the name. I just went to Cora and looked up Urban Legend questions. The oh, okay. answer, actually. So, um, what Urban Legend was around when you were growing up? This hmm. is a genuine question, but I just nicked this off of Cora because I only had nine. Okay. Or however, you pronounce that website that with people ask questions. Uh, oh, that's difficult. Do you have any nil to the, off the top of your head? See, the Urban Legends would have been around kind of like something involving one of the teachers, like it would probably be something more purient, but um, like having relations with one of the sixth formers or something along those oh, lines. Oh, yeah, very, yeah, I think every yeah. school had that. Always the PE teacher. Well, the PE teacher probably, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, so I remember... It's not the, really a big place for it where we live, is it? So I don't know if it was London true. So when I was place. when I was in London, don't know whether it was true or not, but there was a kid who was a bit weird and I was told that he had eaten a live newt to impress people. But I don't know whether that was kids making that up or yeah, whether it... the, the, again this tends to be a lot of stories about this because I mean we need some kid who's kinda of like well, I think he probably did get into substance abuse, sadly, but he was rumoured to be sniffing glue and getting lost in his own street and stuff like this. I mean, that's not really an urban legend. <laughs> no, exactly. It's more sort of gossip around. No, the only the only thing I can think of that's kind of like from around where where around Brighton when I was a kid was um, Devil's Dyke. That's kind of like um, because I think it's something like a legend that the the devil had um, halved the Devil's Dyke out of um, the hillside. Right, I'm furious at some crazy. I can't even remember what the fucking legend is. I mean, there are there are places around. Not I mean, but this one. this isn't like there, there are because where we live, um, of in merry old England and also in the southeast, it was kind of one of the last places to sort of fully Christianize. There's lots of kind of old places like there's Chanctonbury Ring, which is a ring of trees, which is just kind of north of Worthing, and like if you go round that three times or something, then either the devil appears or you get pregnant or something. I don't know. It's lots of really funny. It's a bit like when you sort of read some of the more obscure Greek myths, it's kind of, you know, they don't really amount to all that much. Like I said, the devil's dark when it's not, you know, you read it and you'd forget it again instantly because it's not that, you know, somebody was praying and the devil got annoyed so he tore up a hillside or something. But it was kind of, I guess it was more kind of, yeah, it's like school stuff. Like there was, there was room at the... (laughs) Because we used to have rumbles against another school, um, Hove Park, Blatchington Mill. They used to have rumbles, okay. <laughs> uh, which was... I went to the Catholic school, so everyone wanted to beat me up. No, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I assumed you were posh hilariously for no reason. Well, a lot of people were quite posh, you weren't there. Um, I still, I've still got the prejudice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, so... Yeah, I've, I've mentioned it before, like, you know, loads of kids would meet on the school field and then sort of there'd be a bit of pushing and shoving and everyone would go home. Yeah. There was like, there'd always be kind of rumours around that, like one of them had broken into our school and killed one of the, because like in the centre of the school there was like a pond, yeah, yeah. Like, it, like in the middle of the buildings, like a sort of internal garden thing. And one of them had like killed one of our ducks or something, and so therefore we're going to have a rumble. <laughs> For the honour of the school. For the honour really of the duck and the school, yeah. yeah. They're killing our fucking ducks. But yeah, I can't think of any kind of big, like, we didn't have, like, cropsy or no, anything not, like, like that. No, not like really nice, juicy urban legends. Well, like monsters, there wasn't really any No, it's not really that. Yeah, it's, mainly it was more sort of school stuff. The other one I remember was um, this whole thing around supposedly, because 
I mean, did you ever get to throw a javelin when you were at school? Yes. Yeah, so we did it once. And it was, I would um, estimate, 45 minutes of safety talk. Mm. And then a story about how some pupil had allegedly, like, they weren't paying attention, impaled their own eyeball on the end of a javelin. which I think everyone gets told that story. I don't believe it's necessarily... It's really, really difficult to throw a javelin. Yeah, they are. Well, it's almost like you'd want to practice it quite a bit rather yeah. than getting to do it once because it's, quote-unquote, allegedly very dangerous. So, yeah, I think I got to maybe two times got to throw a javelin when I was my whole time in school, but just... I... I'm I terrified this, that he teaches we impale ourselves on the fucking things. For some I had this quite young RE teacher who was probably like, this might have been his first job out of like teacher training or whatever. Okay. Like sort of dressed a bit like John Lennon. And hey, obviously, just like you kids. Yeah, and sort of yeah, like yeah, weed up over yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of that kind of guy. Yeah. But he, yeah, it was, it was a bit odd. And I remember him... This is this will be an urban legend as well, but it's a weird thing for a teacher to tell a bunch of sort of 14, 15 year olds and like prior to us doing our exams, our GCSE yeah. exams. And he was going, Look, if you just look at the paper and you don't know any of it, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, like don't panic. Like, you can always sit them again, or, you know, at the end of the yeah. day, it doesn't matter. Because, you know, like there was a kid once who kind of looks at the paper, didn't know anything, put two pencils up his nostrils and then banged him on the desk and killed himself. Like, so, you know, like, you can't take it. That's so it like, it's a pretty weird thing for you to be saying to us. Like, I mean, I almost... Like teacher that guy, apparently. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, I remember, I mean, primary school especially, my teachers... I mean, that's quite always... a horrific thing for a teacher to be saying to It is, and I, I, well, I don't know, I guess he, maybe it was something he'd been told and he was worried that people might be overly stressed, or they maybe you save that for when people are, you know... <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I, but I don't, I don't just think anatomically that would be massively possible. Yeah, well, you can, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you could do some damage. Do shot. Yeah. Um, not much of the pencil had snapped, but the, I don't know. But possibly, I don't know. Um, don't but, try it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely would try it. Yeah, yeah no <laughs> one try it. You know, it's not worth trying to disprove me, anyone. Um, yeah, got got him. <laughs> I'm right into it. Worth it, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you can prove an idiot, but in much less painful ways. But no, the one I remember because well, yeah. So primary school, we had really weird teachers growing up, and then, but no, just because you said our teacher rhyme me of like most of our ones were all right. Again, sort of Catholic school and all that took it a bit too seriously. Some of them, but just this one guy was hilarious, and he wasn't inappropriate or anything. But what was really funny, so he, you know, he he was in his like mid thirties. And he'd given up what he'd sort of described as a, a good, well-paying job in the city because he'd suddenly like become born again Catholic, and you know decided that he's you know he needed to he didn't want Tony to make or he wanted to yeah very much, and he didn't want to what what he was you know what, what yeah whether or not he had any kind of like guilty conscience mm. I don't know but no he was but he you know he he, he was all effectively stating that you're lucky to have me as a teacher because I'm so yeah. intelligent and you want to be and got more and more bitter as the year went on at none of this shit. <laughs> It's like, you know, I've given up a good job here to teach you all about religion. It's up to you, mate. About religion, it's your your life choice. Onto us. And he's just (laughs) got more and more better as the year went on. (laughs) He's expecting us, I suppose, to be all like, oh, wow. Wow, Oh, you worked in the city. Oh, we're lucky, sir, to have you as a religious Get over yourself. Like, like how how soon do you think he's back in the city bushing cocaine and banging prostitutes 10 times as bad as he had before we found? But that's the, these are the thing, and it's kind of like, um, 
And the thing is as well, like a bunch of 12, 13-year-old kids are the last people you want sincerity out of because the first thing we're going to do is just go like, right. The nine pack of dogs are sense weakness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you're absolutely going to you instantly, You've instantly shown the attack point there. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's the weak spot. Yeah, All class on, on, your, on exactly. formation, attack formation straight <laughs> in. And the thing is like some of those things, I remember teachers being genuinely friendly and then they have, you know, some sarcastic comment and look, mm. Becoming an adult and thinking, oh, that was nasty. Why, why, why did I do that? But oh. um, yeah, like people like this, yeah. you know, get over yourself. Anyway, yeah. School okay. days with Neil and Chris. <laughs> School days. Um, hello, you two sound like some live young men. No mistake. And having seen your pictures on social media, I must say you're rather a feast for the eyes if you catch my drift. Okay, this is a madman or woman. Quite simply, how do you do it? Do you have a care routine? And that's from Rachel in Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, yes, I, do, I have a care routine. I like to have... I see what um, you've done here, Chris. <laughs> I like to have baths. <laughs> um, and I, uh, I I put stuff under my eyes because they're, they're getting rings. Um, and uh, I moisturise. And um, just a, a little drop of essential oil. Around around my um, erogenous zones. How about you, Neil? What, what's your care routine? Well, I, I, first thing is, hair washes itself after two months, Chris. <laughs> That'd be my first mm. tip. The beard, Good likewise, tip. you let that grow out. Unfortunately, I have shaved those or shaved it. Nope. Yep, you're joining. Um, you're uh, joining another. Your mum taking you down to Butlins for another beautiful baby contest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, get oiled up and uh, pretend I'm, you know. <laughs> well, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll take who they can get these days, Chris. Mm. Yeah, yeah, anyone. You're really going to throw out a paying customer? I suppose <laughs> not, say begrudgingly. So, uh, what else, Neil? So, uh, hair, hair cleans itself. Yeah, uh, change your underwear at least once a week. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. Uh, some good tips there for, uh... for dress appropriate to your age. That's what I'd say, yeah. Oh, well, that's me out. That's my that's my beauty hints. Okay. Uh, Neil, next question. Okay. So, I've quite enjoyed the podcast so far, but why, that's are, you good. More, why are you more open-minded about unknown phenomena? That's Milos from Poland. Ah. Uh, well, Milos, um, I think... The thing is, I am open-minded about it, but um, a lot... There's not really... I mean, a lot of it's really easy to see through, <laughs> um, unfortunately. People might be financially motivated to. <laughs> yeah, the problem is when you look at stuff, then you learn stuff about it and then you end up going, then you end up joining the dots. <laughs> um, no, but I'm, 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 you know, I try and come to stuff open-minded. I mean, like, I'm not a big believer in ghosts and stuff, but stuff that could be scientific but we don't have the knowledge for it or i mean i'm more open-minded about ufos and stuff than you are neil what with me being five percent open-minded about it yeah i mean i would say that you know i could sort of you know pretend that i just want to see like firm evidence base and you know mm. stuff like that but just closed-minded and not really interested in it so yeah so it. simply closed-minded yeah so i've got one um fairly similar to that here, so I'll do that one now. Nice, good. To the idiots. Nice. You might you might think it's funny to joke, 
about things that you might not believe in, like David like, Icke. like camera heads or the underwater city of Flontar. But there are plenty of far more cleverer people out there who know what's what. I know a lot of stuff you've talked about is as real as Sand, Butter or Robert Mugabe. How about some of that famous BBC... Sand impossible... doesn't exist and Robert Mugabe was made <laughs> out of butter, so you've made an idiot of yourself, Dan. How about some of that famous BBC impartiality? What am I paying my licence fee for? And that's from Lorraine Kay in Melbourne, Australia. Um, so, Lorraine, first of all... I'm confused, Lorraine. I think you're slightly confused. Like, this isn't a BBC podcast and you're what's Australian. happened is the high quality production values it's tricky you've seen it's from britain and just assumed it's obviously a bbc production not everyone in britain works yeah. for the bbc or the royal family we're independent broadcasters we're, we're very independent indie yeah yeah um and also you're in australia so you wouldn't be paying the the license fee um but i'm sure that there are a lot more cleverer people than me who know a lot of stuff about more stuff than I do. I'm sure there is. Um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to find any so far. So, yeah. if you want to, if you want to put some stuff through, then um, that would be that'd be good. I mean, I may have found them, but they won't talk to me, so I have to assume that they're less intelligent than me. That's how it's that's how it's panned out. Lovely, Neil. I've got an abusive one here as well. So you two represent <laughs> everything that is wrong with podcasts these days. Any idiot with time on their hands, they can think out a podcast. Why should anyone listen to you? That's from the Duke of Portland in Buckinghamshire. So uh, what I would say is they don't, they don't, the Duke of Portland, um, uh, they, they don't listen to us. Very few people do. Um, the ones that do don't interact with us. I think they might be scared, perhaps. It's pretty intimidated by our intimidated intellects. Yeah. intellects yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be it. And you're right, anyone can put out a podcast these days. Um, you know, if there was any gatekeeping at all, I agree this wouldn't exist. Um, Neil, what, what do you say to the Duke of... I think we maintain the highest editorial standards, and frankly, I'm offended. Okay. It takes a special kind of idiot with both a laptop and a microphone to be able to do a podcast, I'll have you know, your Dukeness. Yeah. Get back in your fucking box. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's spicy. You weren't happy with that one, were you, Neil? No, I wasn't. How many of, I mean, I'm feeling that, as the kids say. I mean, the high proportion of them are insulting. So that that I've read, I've tried to pull out some better ones. Kind of 50-50. So here we go. This is quite a long one, Neil, so let it ride. Kind regards, my friends. Always your pleasure, I assure you. You seem pretty astute business minds. I hear you about crypto and the NFT collectibles, and you seem like some sceptical geese. Don't correct me. I know where you come from. Uh, me too. My pa always taught me a wise man buys petrol and hires an arsonist. A fool, a foolish man buys the smoke. As you can see, the truth shows we are synchronised. So I ask, how can you fail? I have an opportunity for fine guys in a racehorse. Hmm. Consider it top pockets. It's mother, purebred Arabian, and win many races in Saudi. Legend named Levante Buckle. Father, horse, big stud from Ireland, if you get my meaning, called Tinker's Barnacle. Win guineas many over. To join syndicate, gentlemen, for you, £23,000. To cover training, 
room, board and entertainment to run fast as a dance. I hope you see the bright tomorrow and we can all have, and maybe you even get a chance to go to Canuck Chase in Dreams. And then there's a list of banking details, and it's from Bill McDooley in Kingston, Ontario, in Canada. So well, what do you reckon, Neil? It's a business opportunity offline, I'm definitely. Well, yeah, a race jib, horse. But it's, uh, yeah, always wanted to own a racehorse. Yep, yeah, it's concise. He's obviously yeah. listened to the podcast. Um, it seems like he's got like good business sense because he's against the kind of NFTs and cryptos like us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, racehorse. I mean, it sounds like it comes from good good stock. Racing gold. Yeah. So um, yeah, should we um, maybe maybe pull investment? Pull we might struggle to to uh, build up the twenty three k, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll start go we'll figure me. a way out. Yeah, start go fund me. Okay, next. We'll just just say we've got cancer or something, and we're <laughs> nine years old. Yeah, some def- defraud some stuff, lads. Don't matter. Leaving money on the table, if you're not. Well, so they say. I learned that at Hustlers University. Because I'm a top G's. Ah, delicious water. I think I'm next. Um, what's your favourite type of urban, le- urban legend? Sorry, read that again. What is your favourite type of urban legend? I like haunted dolls. They're so creepy. That's from <laughs> Rock Slayer XXX from Florida. Mm, Roxanne, XXX, Florida, the spiritual home of the haunted doll, of course. Yeah, I would imagine. Wonder how many times he's seen our friend Robert. Many a time, one would hope. Um, what's my favourite? I don't know. Uh, I don't know, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I quite like... I like um, I like the weird ones, like um, the Pascalita. Mm. Where they're kind of standalone, they're not like in a tradition. Yeah, they can um, be good. Which I mean, if you haven't listened to Pascalita, it's I would say an underappreciated. It's quite an old one, isn't it? But it's yeah, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good one. It's a lot of episodes, very um, weird details. Yeah, so I like ones like that that are really kind of individual. Um, quite, quite like a human animal hybrid. Yeah, I was going to say that's very much my bag, human animal hybrid. I'm yeah, more, more, more so than more so than cryptids, yeah. like pigman or a catman or something. Yeah, 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 they're quite good. Um, I think what, yeah, I mean, like stuff, stuff like the Mad Gasser of Matoon and stuff like that are just they're just they're, they're original, mm. not their own thing. Um, and anything involving the CIA, really. <laughs> are, yeah, I mean, they're paymasters. The whole, the whole. Uh, Whole wing of the library, if you like, yeah, yeah. They got up some fun in games in the uh, yes fifties to present the pretty good, yeah, very good. Um, okay, well, all yeah, for the common good, Chris. All yeah, for the common good. So, depending on your definition of good, common. <laughs> so, um, okay, here's one uh, from India. Uh, hey guys. Well done for pushing on, despite what people are saying. It would be inspirational if it wasn't so upsetting. I had a quick question for you that's been bothering me for a while. It's if, I know, it's weird, isn't it? It might have been lost in translation. Yeah, maybe. Um, so I've got a question uh, for you that's been bothering for a while. In fact, it's kept me up at night um, quite regularly. In fact, it really started to affect my relationships. In fact, 
I lost my job due to the sleep issues and my irritable behaviour. In fact, I had to move back in with my parents, but we're arguing and they might be kicking me out. I'm hoping this answer will solve all my problems. What's your favourite colour of drink? Mine is brown, and that's from Ravi Shah in Patna, India. What's your favourite colour drink, Neil? Uh, I would say... I mean, it's probably brown for me as well. I would say brown is probably my favourite colour drink, like the Pepsis or the teas and coffees. Although I have black coffee, but I think it's a dark brown, isn't it? Well, this is a, this is a weird one because it's kind of like... Well, I've never really thought about this before. And also a bit worried about what's riding on this, but yeah, it seems, it seems like it's like what color like is your favorite drink, or what's your favorite color for a drink? Because I think something like I don't know, like a colorful, like decent white wine or something like that. Or like or co- quite like colorful things. Yeah, no, I mean, well, the thing is, if it, if it was like favorite drinks, it would be something brown, wouldn't it? Because like I would think tea so. or a beer, you know, maybe whiskey, yeah. something like that. Um, I mean, I yeah. like all sorts of colored drinks. To be honest with you. Yeah, a bit too much a, a vodka that's had a cigarette butt lying in it for a while. Yeah, that's nice and brown, mm. isn't it? <laughs> um, but I would, I would, if I could only, out and crack on. Well, c- clear is nice as well, isn't it? So you have got your lemonade. Your, yeah, you've got your white spirits. Yeah, you've got white spirit. Got water. That's that's important. Got to have your water. Um, but I would say probably if I could only have one. Colour drink the rest of my life, it'd probably be brown. Yeah, I'll go with that. Lovely. Well, there you go, um, Ravi, and uh, I hope things start to turn around for you very soon. Yeah, I think beer would be the last thing I'd want to give up. Yeah, beer. Mm. It's mine. It's, it's the standard. I, I like. I like a bit of wine. I like. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it's all right. Okay, so let's have a look. Um. I don't want to go for another offensive one. Thoughts <laughs> um, finally. Love the podcast, guys. I'd like to hear more stories about local landmarks like Port Slade. It has great local colour. In no way do I feel it's massively self-indulgent when it cannot possibly be of interest to 99% of your audience. That's what? from Chet King in Iowa. So it's not really a question, but he's just pointing out that, you know, we do likes... quite often talk around, um, you know, the local landscape and things like Port that. Port Slade mainly. Port Slade mainly, the way I mean... In Brighton, I mean, that's like this, the, that's the real heart of it, isn't it? Paul's that is like, the heart of Brighton, yeah. The beating that's heart of uh, Brighton and Hove. Pumping organ of uh, yeah. of the Brighton and Hove Unitary Authority. Yeah. Um, okay, well, uh, thank you for that. What would, yeah, I mean, I could understand that if you're in a different country, you want to kind of hear what people are up to in different areas, learn a bit. You know, you might not ever get a chance to go there. I mean, in Port Slade's like up there with sort of, Manhattan, isn't it, price-wise? To, to oh, yeah, it's down. very expensive. Very, very expensive. £10 so, a pint these days. £10 a pint, yeah. Um, One-bedroom studio is uh, £15,000 a month. Yeah. Yeah, talking about half to a quarter of a million if you were buying. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't, even, don't even get me started on Southwick. That's, that's where the millionaires live. That's what they're all saying now in, uh, you know... In West London, it's like you know all the all the uh, DFPs, all the downfall yeah. slates. Well, and I can't, the, can't uh, even can't afford a flat in Kensington anymore. They call the it DFPs um, knocking the prices up. They call it uh, Fisher's Gate Grad now, don't they? Yeah. Because of all the Russian money that's flooding into Fisher's Gate around the station. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. Well, um, well, th- thanks for that. That we will definitely try to talk more about 
the minutiae of small local areas, small villages um, around Britain. Yeah, because it's clearly, it's clearly we've not, what, we've not banged on about Amory at all. So no, it's clearly, clearly what everyone's asked, asking That's, for. Yeah, the feedback says, you know. Okay, so uh, here we go. Hi, me and my friend sometimes listen to your podcast when we need cheering up about the standards of our own podcast. It's called If I Had a Warhammer, and it discussions Christian themes and the lore of the tabletop game Warhammer 40,000. It, nice. be- it does better than yours, I've looked on Chartable. So the question is, have you ever thought about maybe quitting podcasting and doing panto? Neil strikes me as a good principal boy, and Chris has a lot of the dame about him. Goodbye. And that's from Leah Ong in Singapore. So, Neil, quitting podcasting, doing panto? That's it has to be mutually exclusive. Yeah. Or if we did start doing panto, then I'd probably do a podcast around panto as well. Panto cast. Some hilarious name, pun name. I don't know what it would be. Panto cast? No. Yeah, no. I mean, that's fine, isn't it? I mean, that's fine. Oh, we'll we'll do what we always do, and we'll Replace go. All right, well, we'll use that as a working title, and we'll just yeah, just ten years later, just use yeah. it. <laughs> Can be fucked to think of anything better. That'll do you be. think that? Do you think that you'd make the good principal boy in a panto? I'm not sure what principal boy is. Is that like buttons or something? Yeah, you're like the main guy who comes out and does sides to the audience. Not the main, not the hero. Yeah, yeah it's like no, you're like the, the 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 little figure who's kind of like so you got mm. the hero and the the leading lady. And there'll yeah, be some like wicked on or whatever, and then but he's like the one who comes out and does a, adds a bit of colour. Yes, makes a few snide remarks. Yours. Yeah, I think it'd be alright that. Yeah, do you think I'd make a good pantomime dame? Yeah, give it a go. I think give it a go. scary wig. I've got the legs. If over applied lipstick, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to cut back on the lipstick. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, lovely, uh, Neil. Uh, thank, thank you, Leah Ong, and that podcast is uh, if I had a warhammer. So um, if you're into uh, the discussion of Christian themes within the law of tabletop gaming, Warhammer, then that could be the podcast for you. Niche, yeah. but I'm sure that it's got a few million listeners. Oh, yeah. Well, they're too big. I mean, you know. They're too but Christianity is very much like a role-playing game, isn't it? Could say that, Neil. Yeah. Oh, Will you be you pro-life could. and pro-gun for some insane reason? <laughs> Roll the dice. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Um, so here we go. I've got another one, another, another uh, sweary British one. So I listen to your podcasts. I'm interested in Urban Levels. Ugh. No, it's... Uh, urban Lemons. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to your podcasts as I'm interested in Urban Legends, but it's drivel. Why do you swear so much? Is it because you have nothing intelligent to say? That's Tony Finch from Milton Keynes. Well, Tony. Um, yes. I mean, he's got no. a point. I do feel like I do. I listen back sometimes. We're doing some editing recently. You quite often do most of the edits. And, uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I don't, I think I need to cut down on some of the swearing. Really? A bit of a crutch for me, I think. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm not bothered about to... swearing in general, but, you know, I think it maybe it's a bit of an overuse. I think I'm going to up, up my swearing. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Introduce some new flavours, go for the really offensive ones. No, I think the thing is, swearing used correctly punctuates things nicely and can, you know, it's something we all swear, though most of us swear. So, um, so not Tony. And this is, well, Tony. A big Tony. Tony can go fuck Tony himself. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, and it is, you know, it has, we do tick the boxes as it said, our content. Yeah. So, frankly, Tony, you know, 
But in many ways, that's the only thing that's making adult content. Yes. 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 The rest of it is very childish. Um, no, I don't think I don't think there's an overuse of swearing, particularly. But um, you know, if you've got a problem with it, you know, don't fucking listen. You can't. So I think I'd swear a lot more if I lived in Milton Keynes as well. But <laughs> yeah, that's what, is that the second time Milton? No, it, Milton Keynes came up in a, a previous episode. Um, so here we go. Here's another one. Hey, you guys, British. I love the accents, can't understand a word of it. I use it as a white noise to get to sleep when I get back from Donnie's. I like all the crazy voices the dumb guy does. How does the doctor guy feel about it? And that's from Drew Fluids in Los Angeles. So I assume that I'm the dumb guy and you're the doctor guy. I I mean, I don't know which way around he's getting those because I assume we were both the dumb guy. But Um, So how do you feel about all the voices I do now? Do you want me to carry on, pull back, add more? Do you enjoy them? I don't know. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? You know, some of them them go off a bit to territory we probably shouldn't tread into, but, you know. It'd be a bit bit bland if it was just our standard voices all the way through, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've got the world's most interesting voice, so, uh, yeah, probably I'll add a bit of colour. That's something, doesn't it? I know that my mum really enjoys the voices, so for that alone, I'm I'm going to continue when she occasionally listens. Uh, and and doubles our listenership. Um, no, have you, have you got a question for us? Yes. So, um, are you worried about the rapid ascent in AI taking over from content creators like you? And that's from Bankai Moon from Seoul in Korea. Uh, thank you for the question. Uh, I'm personally not. I don't know if it's the same Bankai Moon, the famous, I think it was a diplomat or something, George W. Bankai Moon. Yeah. Uh, he was the uh, head of the UN. No, yeah, it was. Yeah, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah. UN. Or, or yeah. Um, no, I'm. I'm not worried for us personally um, because you couldn't uh, or th- would not want to replicate. No, I don't think that there's a unique I style. I think they have bigger fish to fry than yeah. than the work it would take to to replicate this. And reasonable for simile is what we might come out with. Yeah, and also you kind of. I mean, AI is so people are very scared of it. What it's what it's doing and what it's very good at is predicting. So it's got all this stuff, and then it predicts what the next word should be. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not actually, it's not having an original thought itself. It's machine learning, yeah, yeah, it's machine learning. So it's it's very good at predicting. Mm-hmm. So it's fine for doing dry stuff, but for creative stuff, not so much. So I think the worry about it's probably too much at the moment. But um, I, mean, I mean, I think. Yeah, I think I think in fairness, where a lot of people are getting a bit annoyed is that it's you know being trained on people's copyright material and then yeah. doing something very similar with yeah. you know, and as usual, um, you know, creative types are getting like Nothing. screwed over as you see with a sort of writer strike at the moment. This constant battle to try and cut them out of any kind of money. And when they're where is your actual creative stuff going to come from if you keep trying to cut them out of the, you know, any kind yeah. of payment mechanism? Short-sighted yeah. at best. It's very short-sighted, and I don't think... I think that you... I mean, maybe not in something... They, they are doing maybe, all sorts of things, like paintings and God knows what else. So it's, it's not just language, is it? It's, yeah. You know. But again, um, the thing which it... Again, it's predictive, and the thing which it... Or, or just sort of mash-ups. And so the thing which it lacks is the spark of creativity. Like, an AI isn't going to go and do... 
like a painting as Mist of Mr. T as a cyberpunk, right, off its own back, you'd have to ask it to you do have it. To do that, yeah. And then it would go and look at images which have been created by people. Yeah. So um I don't know. I think if they cut creators out of it full full stop. Well, first of all, I think if people all it, the internet will just become bland because that's that's the only place that it become. can really yeah, but that's the only place that it can really exist online, like all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think that you'll just have people, you know, maybe you'll have to get accredited as not being AI doing whatever you're doing. And then I think people would err towards that rather than AI generated stuff. I think okay. that's probably where it will go. And then the whole point of it kind of goes at that, at that stage. I'd like to believe that that was true, but I think, you know, we're, we're about three years away from our first AO fully created sitcom or something. And people who've got no taste will lap it up, but there you go. And there's someone who's been using AI to do, um, and it's been running for about 52 weeks constantly. This is the Seinfeld. The Seinfeld one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still hasn't quite I've got not, it. Yeah, I've not seen them yet, but... Uh... I mean, obviously, that's quite, you know, not very do good. something decent there, which is, but yeah. yeah. But if you were trying to, like, I don't know, trying if to do a version procedure, procedure, yeah, you know, like it. the really, like, yeah, the, the really basic ones, I don't know, yeah, or catchphrase comedy or whatever, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think anything, um, anything sort of magic, like they could, you couldn't get AI to go and write a Vic and Bob thing or, uh, no. or, um, what's the American sort of Vic and Bob ones, uh, Tim and Eric, Tim and Eric, yeah. Or Mr. Yeah. Show or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they couldn't do stuff like that because the funny that where it's funny there is the lack of predictability. Yes. And the clever editing and sort of like things running into each other and stuff like that. With Tim and Eric especially, it's very kind of like um I can't yeah. remember what they call it, but it's it's sort of like anti humour, isn't it? A lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So um okay, I've got one here. It's for you, Neil. Nice. Yo, this is for Big Neil. Yo, I'm not happy with how things went down between us and all over a stupid speedboat, man. Things were said, and I'm sorry for that. I won't blade the weed, though. It didn't help. But I'm trying to grow as a man and take responsibility for my actions. I got into hot yoga. Man, it's clearing out a lot of complex emotions for me. Look, I'm in Europe laying low for a bit. Why don't you come and see me and we can move on from frenemies to frivals or perhaps even friends? I'm on the same number, hit me up. I've got snow machines, and that's from DJ Khaled, who's in Dandyjord in Sweden. So, Neil, your old frenemy, mm. DJ Khaled, what do you reckon? He's reaching out to you. No, once bitten, twice shy, Chris, as we know. But, really? Uh, You're not going to... I, I mean, it sounds, like he's trying to, it sounds like he's trying to make some changes. I'm going to have to do some soul-searching and think about that. Yeah? Yeah, I'm not saying no, but, you know. Maybe... I don't know, maybe, like, maybe send him a, a, a gif yeah. to break the ice. Then I, well, he's not far away. Like, it's just, no, north, just north of Stockholm, laying low. So If I'm, if I'm around that way anytime soon. I'll Sounds like he's got a, skidoos. Maybe give him a text. Could be a bit of fun, couldn't it? Yeah. Okay, Neil, you're up next. We're into our, the, the final leg, last 25% of two, the questions. Two more, two more. Two more. Um, so, yeah, another friend of the podcast. Oh, I don't know, friend of the podcast. You've not, not been in touch before, I don't know. But uh, I'm inspired by the fact that you have a podcast, as surely anyone can, winky smiley face. Oh. 
<laughs> nice. What, what equipment do you use to record the podcast? That's from Tim the Yowie Man, Canberra, Australia. Oh, Tim. Good to, What's good he to hear be, from you. So you're going to do Lakes to Avoid podcast? Yep. A little podcast about, you know, yeah, being pissed off. At Body, bodies of water that I, yeah. that, that I despise. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to know the backstory on that, then please do listen, listen to, to the real, real person, Tim the Yowie Man. That's his actual name. And uh, yep. listen to our Yowie podcast. So uh, I use a PC. I won't go through the specifications. Ooh, what's that stand for, Chris? Is that a personal computer? No, it's a guy called uh, Peter Critchin who I get to who I get to hold a recording thing under my mouth. Uh, no, I'm only joking. It is personal <laughs> computer, uh, and I've got some speakers, and I put headphones into there, so I'm listening through headphones. Um, we do it over Zoom and then take the recording files and put them in Studio One Six and to do the editing. And my microphone is a Yeti Blue. That was a uh, an incredibly sincere answer, Chris. That's all right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that is in fact how we do all of this. Um, I'm on a you know, pre-sale something or another Revelator, I think it's called Revelator. I do have another mic, but I can't be bothered getting out the audio interface every time I want to plug into it. I sometimes put it away because it's well. You do it on a this. laptop, don't you? Not on a PC. Yeah. So I have. Well, it's, it's a. Yeah, it's a laptop, and I just yeah plug a USB microphone into that. Um, yeah, the way to go. And have just any of your standard free doors to mix it all down. Yeah. Um, and then we release it via ACOS, which we pay a subscription for. That's uh, value for money. Value for money. And uh, yeah, that's about it, really. Yeah, and then anyone who wants to I've do it, I've done all the. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. We'll give it a listen. Yeah, for sure. Probably. So, hello, just found this podcast. A friend pointed me to it and I recognised one of the voices, Neil, or as he used to be known, Colin. We lived in Port Slade together and were in the same B-boy gang. We used to battle dance against other B-boy gangs from the area. Uh, Neil, or Colin, was known as the Digital Diva and I was, and was one of the better spinners. After the uh, after the battles, the losing crew had to run down Boundary Road naked and jump into the water at the docks, where Russian sailors, drunk on ship vodka, would chuck horseshoes and coal at them. Great times. Anyway, Colin, do you remember me? My street name was Rear Admiral Lava Lamp. Now I'm just plain Paul Baxter, Barrow in Furnace. So do you remember... Uh, Rear Admiral Lava Lamp, or, or were you, is is he correct that this was you? you? Used to you change your name from Colin and you used to be a b boy. Well, unfortunately, I have absolutely no re- recollection of my childhood due to an unfortunate accident with uh, with a horse. So um, kicked in the head. Yeah, well, she got, did. got kicked in the head, and then sort of like ten years of memory just lost. Um, oh, okay. Really weirdly specific amnesia for that period of my life. So it could all be true. I don't know. Pretty really? sure I'm not Colin though. Yeah. Are you? Well, weirdly, I do. I um, when I listen, <laughs> really, to... you have co- Colin sewed into all of your clothes, like so memento. Nice. I've never figured out why. Um, <laughs> my parents always call me Colin. I'm like Neil. Why do you call me Colin? I don't know what that's all about. Um, but no, when I lived in Kettering before I moved to Brighton, when I was yeah. uh, a wee man, 
I did actually. I was into break dancing. And Were you? I was. Yeah. No. Generally, I was genuinely. It was because we're like a small um, cul-de-sac that we lived down, and they mm. used to. Yeah, they used to do like. Um, well, it was the early eighties, so everyone was into sort of like it got really, really. Do, big. Do, 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 like spinning on my head and all do, that do, stuff. Popping and locking. Was considered quite good for a five-year-old. So I mean, it sounds like maybe this so is it's all right. possible. It's all so possible. so um, I'll, I'll forward on Paul's um, Paul's email address. And maybe yeah. you can start filling in some of those gaps in your memory. Yeah, I might explain a few things. Yeah, that's like that. <laughs> like that big b-boy tattoo that you've got on your yeah, back. I wonder where that came from. <laughs> Don't remember getting it. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, next question, Neil. Oh, yeah, so it's my final one here then. Um, if you weren't doing a podcast about urban legends, what would you do a podcast about? Also, do you regret the name of the podcast in retrospect? And that's from Gudmundur Gunnarsson from Selfoss in Iceland. I believe that's the um, the third largest city or third largest town or village or whatever in Iceland, Chris, so there's about 50 people in it. Oh, Real big nice. drop-off after Reykjavik. <laughs> Um, do I regret the name? No, not really. Um, to start with, I did, because if you typed in our name, then you would just get lots of other urban legends. It's just sort of autocorrect to urban legends, yeah. I like, I like however, the name, but, uh, yeah. However, now, because we've done so many of them, it actually just comes up. So we've actually managed to, to get into the algorithms so um, yeah, just persistence has meant that <laughs> just bloody-minded persistence has take meant it, take that, a bad idea and just persist with it. That you could actually kind of find it and stuff quite easy now. Yeah. No, I think it's all right. I mean, it was it was a bit of a okay. Well, that that that's a pun name. Like we might do something else, but then just stuck with it. But yeah, it's might fine, well. isn't it? Yeah, um, well. And what else would we would I do a podcast about? Well. Before we did this, we tried one episode of a podcast called Britbox or something, which was basically so Britbox is in the UK like a streaming service, like Netflix or whatever, but it shows like classic British TV. Classics doing a lot of heavy lifting there. Yeah, a lot of heavy lifting. I mean, so some we, good stuff on it, but yeah. So, um, so we were going to do a podcast called Shitbox, <laughs> and where we would watch a classic British TV thing, but like quite a you know like a sort of ironically funny one and then try and sort of comment through it sort of a la um mystery theater 2000 whatever it's called or 3000 i guess it's t3k yeah but, um, 3000. but essentially they're so bad that they're unparodiable well i think we we piloted it with um an hello, episode hello. Of hello, hello. we thought we might go, go through the whole series of hello hello and mm. i think we both died inside about 10 minutes into the experiment yeah, I think so we did get all the way through the episode, but yeah, it wasn't. So we didn't do that. Um, and there's another one which we may or may not do. It's kind of very early stages called character assassination, which is basically each week we'll take a um, a fictional character from film or TV or books, and then sort of talk about that character and. Um, and uh, try and get some laughs out of it and that kind of stuff. So I don't know, like maybe something like that. I don't really know a lot about most stuff, so it's difficult, really. I can't do anything with any expertise involved, unless you did something really boring about like what we do as jobs, which would probably actually be more popular. But 
Um, also, this is to escape that world as much as anything. Yeah, I could see myself doing those for like a professional reason for like like half an hour a piece, and then just doing like a series of them, like you mm. know, not like as a regular thing. I wouldn't want to commit to it every week. Um, but yeah, you know. what like one about your work? Yeah, mm. I won't get into what we do, but uh, no. a because it's boring, and b because whatever. But um, yeah, it's uh, but yeah, no, I can't imagine doing that every week. I could sort of see it, you know, as a Here's yeah. my experience of doing this. I'll split it into 20 segments and release it as a podcast series kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What about a fun one, Neil? Have you got any ideas of something you'd like to? Maybe an Arsenal one? I think there's a lot of football ones already. And to be honest with you, with football... It's I just, quite boring, isn't it? Well, there's just well, there's plenty of good ones out there already. And I just, like, it's quite a divisive subject, do you know what yeah. I mean? So I don't want to get into all of the hilarious bants no. between football fans, frankly. Because um, a lot of it isn't, um, you know, no, but there is. I mean, there are. I mean, there are plenty of good podcasts, both humorous and um, and sort of semi-serious, or whatever you want to put it. And I think there's lots of, but you know, that's well-worn territory. So I wouldn't want to kind of, you know, I don't have anything to add. I don't feel in that in that field. Well, one thing which we're, which we're sort of thinking of doing, which we'll we'll try and do as kind of a spin-off series, kind of a short one, like the Christmas stuff that we did is um so a lot of there are there are kind of like you look at major cities and they've got like different urban legends stuff but they're quite they're quite small there isn't much to them yeah and so we were thinking of maybe doing ones sort of across some major cities and just doing one or two of the smaller urban legends within that city kind of across the globe so we might do that as a spin-off in the next couple of months yeah, the only other one I think to do is something like it. If you did like almost like a, your own sort of like radio play, if you like, not play, but just like something humorous over like oh, yeah. 10 episodes or something like that. I wouldn't mind having a crack at that at some point if I could be bothered to you know, sit down and like something scripted. I think that what I'd do that was different from this, I think it would be interesting to try something heavily scripted and see how that works. Because could oh. you script it and act it as well? Don't know. Don't know if you've got the chops. The acting chops. Indeed. The goods. Uh, okay, what so, it takes to tread the boards, the theatrical mm, zeal in the veins, the like roar of the grease paint and the smell of the crowds. Indeed. <laughs> um, right, your final one, I think, Chris. Final one. So this is the last one, everyone. Uh, Ooh, hey guys, when I first heard your podcast, I was sure it was created to, by AI due to its blandness and your lack of gri- and your lack of charisma or humanity. But after a while, I realised it must be real because a computer wouldn't have been able to structure sentences so poorly. So, seeing as I am currently of the opinion that you are probably real, I've got a question for you. If you had to make a soccer team up of Marvel superheroes, who would you play in what positions and why? Been bugging the hell out of me, and that's from Sylvia Majika from uh, Tapanahok in Virginia. So, I mean, so Neil, Marvel superheroes in your football team. What formation are you playing? Um, I'm going four two three one. I'm going to go three five two. Um, okay. So in goal, I'm going to have Mister Fantastic of the Fantastic Four because he can just stretch himself across the whole goal. Okay, I don't know if I'm going to be able to name 11 Marvel characters. I'm going to have Magneto in goal because he can just move the post around. Very nice. Uh, so, centre-backs, I want a strong a strong one and a cultured one, right? 
Yeah. So I'd probably have the Hulk as one of them. And uh, who's cultured? Um, oh, maybe Beast from the X-Men, because uh, Kelsey Grammer did his voice. Fair enough. So I'd have those two at the back. Oh, <laughs> God, I'm going to run out just so we get to the Defenders. So I've got three. I'm, I'm going to have Doctor Strange. He's a Marvel fellow, isn't he? Because he's going to yeah. confuse the, the attackers. Nice. By making you go into portals, back to your own, <laughs> scoring your own goal and that, whatnot. Yeah. Um, Crimson Witch, is that what she's called? Yeah. Is she Scarlet called Fire, Witch. Red Fire, Balsa, <laughs> Attackers, or whatever, or, you know, make him have horrible dreams and that? Um, what a weak backline so far. No, they're, they're good to confuse the. And then, I don't know, and then I want a big lads in the centre. Um, or do I, no, do I, see, you've already had Mr. Fantastic, so. Yeah, but you could, no, you can still have the same people. Okay, I might go. I might go with Mister Fantastic because then he can sort of cover all that, you know. Yeah, and then, and then they can they can sort of like you know maybe then do some overlapping runs with the midfield. Okay, I'm going to go fullbacks now. I think they'd be pretty pacey as well. Um, Who Doctor Strange and Scarlet yeah. Witch flying yeah. and that, isn't it? Exactly. So fullbacks for me. Wing and this backs is a problem. You. It's you know it's, it's everyone having superpowers is going to make the game <laughs> a bit cheaty. I would imagine, but anyway. So fullbacks for me, wingbacks for you. So my fullbacks uh, have Juggernaut on the right because he can't be stopped once he stops running. So that's good, isn't it? That's handy. Uh, and on the left, uh, I'd have uh, Quicksilver because he's really fast. So I want two fast fullbacks, one trundling and one just fast. So... Quickly, quickly. Uh, Captain America on the right. Great. Why? Got a shield. Perfect. <laughs> well, yeah, vibranium. I think because I, I can't think of any other characters. Um, I told you I'd struggle with this. Uh, yeah, and his, his mate on the left, Bucky or whatever, the Winter Soldier. Okay, why's that? No, no, actually, and I'll tell you, I'll have the Invisible, um, not the Invisible Man. Who's the, who's the one? The Invisible Lady. I should I yeah. assume because they're mobs of heroes, we can have either sex here. So Susan, Susan Reed. Susan Reed, or yeah, okay. Yeah, from so, Fantastic Four. Because then you, you know, you're never gonna see her coming. Lovely. Okay, so I've got the, my two central midfielders. So uh I'll have Spider-Man, because he's quite agile, so you can have him like uh scuttling with the ball. And uh I'd have Colossus from the X-Men because he'd be like the defensive midfielder but also he's quite intelligent and artistic so I imagine he'd be quite a good deep line playmaker uh, Neil? So is Colossus the one that's metal? Yeah. That was going to be my pick as well, that bloke from the X-Men movies who's like, you know, because I wanted him as a defensive midfielder Lovely. and then I think alongside him, there were sort of two more attacking options, we're going to have Iron Man because mm-hmm. he can sort of like take the ball and sweep it up into the air and that um, and on the left, I don't know. I guess we'll have um, the Falcon fella. So a lot of lot of people relying on flying in my team, apparently. Yeah, we've got very flying. We're, we're taking it into sort of you know flying and magic. Direction. Yeah, uh, skills. So, uh, so behind the striker, so there's my attacking midfielder. I would have. You want someone creative, don't you? Who's a creative superhero? Um, 
Uh, you get into the box as well. Maybe Daredevil. Quite yeah. agile. Quite quite bright lad, isn't he? Because he's, he's got like, that super awareness, isn't he? Super. Yeah, you want someone aware in the pocket. Yeah. So you'd yeah, be good at like stringing passes together for your attacking. Yeah. 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 You know, so. So uh, and then on the as my inside forwards, uh, I'd have uh, Silver Surfer on one side because he's really quick. Again, I'm going for a lot of pace in my team. Yeah. And uh, on the other side, I'd have... You want to cutting in, don't you? So... Um, do you know what? I'm going to swap out Spider-Man. I'm going to put Spider-Man as my inside forward. Okay. And I'm going to drop as my sort of box-to-box midfielder. I'm going to put uh, Doctor Doom. Because I, I, think... I was going to have Doctor Doom as my number 10. You, you can have... Kind of, I think he's better a bit further back, but you know, whatever. Now it's your choice. Well, he's this is see me. I'm thinking he's um, you know, he's European. He's going to have a culture German striker. <laughs> yeah, I reckon he'd be good for my number ten. And then I'd have Quicksilver as my. Uh, oh, it's Pacey. Front, it's Pacey. I think Demon uh, Quicksilver. They've got plenty of goals in them. That's okay. So my one up front, I'm going to go for a big man. So I'm going to have Galactus. And that's the end. <laughs> well, it's the only thing we've got to do is that, you know, and then if we don't win, it'll destroy your city. So, yeah, well, just have to go, well, if we don't win, then he'll devour your world. So, yeah, exactly. Galactus, who uh, is basically Harland. Um, so, yeah, there we go. So, um, <laughs> not wrong. So, uh, oh, who, who are we going to buy for three billion quid this summer? A bit one dimensional. Um, so, yeah, there we go. Anyway, I hope that um, we've answered all your questions, real or imagined. More length than you're comfortable with, but there you go. Well, yeah, a lot more length. But there we go. Um, that, so that's just a little little bit of fun. It'll be fun in between seasons. Or in between seasons. So we'll be back week after next um, with the start of season series six. Um, with a Season fresh... five, wasn't it? Season five with with a fresh new look and sound. Up to ten, not our strong seat. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, we might release something next week, but probably not. But um, yeah, go and listen to the Pascalito if you haven't. And uh, yeah, um, hope you have a nice time. And we'll be back with our new series Very in shortly. a couple of weeks. Uh, take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Antenna. Service. USB. Wi-Fi. Shit and